Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I'm the Muscle, joined by my co-host, who I think got a little bit more Italian over our break. Uh, Mozzie. Hey, <laughs> how's it going? I'm um, doing well. Do you have a good Thanksgiving spending time with the family? Yeah, you know, ha- we're Italian, so Thanksgiving is just like, uh, I don't know. There's, there is a turkey, but you're normally really full by the time the turkey comes out. <laughs> it's just like prosciutto there's like a meat and cheese and someone makes managut and there's Some gabagool yeah oh i was so full <laughs> i uh i was a little unintentionally promethazine high still on thanksgiving i i got my cough syrup for the first time on on that wednesday before and i took some but I took like the five milliliters instead, and like an hour later, felt absolutely nothing. I'm like, okay, this should have kicked in, but I took a little more, uh-huh. and that was the mistake. Was I? I took like the same amount again. I should have just taken like an extra fifteen percent, and so like that whole next day until like six p.m., I was like <laughs> a little like out of it, but I slept great. That's great. Gotta get yeah, the not sleepies. a yeah. It's upside you sleep great downside you are like out of it like i i understand why why rappers you know put put that in drinks like you get you feel very like zoned right but i'm not i'm not a fan of that because like i was trying to do my lineups and i'm like oh boy i'm glad i'm like i'm glad i did most of this already because <laughs> i'm like i'm not changing a fucking thing like, i don't want to think yeah which speaking of if you've listened and followed we went absolutely bonkers on the thanksgiving slate bets oh, were like plus like 10 or 11 units on the day for my bets and our lineups were great just the 2v2 from the nuts which you know maybe if i weren't promethazine <laughs> <laughs> loopy i could have gotten there but uh, it's all it's all good it was a good day we're hoping to keep that going uh through this week um our l- little article i put up had some kind of the main hits and a lot a lot of those were solid had nico in it mentioned the bill stack some other stuff in there so hopefully we can keep that going this week but today we're just doing our saturday game we've got seattle at dallas um and we both feel like we've got a decent read on this and i think we're a smidge worried it goes kind of similarly to dallas's game on thursday last week um yeah so we're both picking dallas right now the total is i believe uh 47 dallas favored by uh what is it nine and a half nine so let me see if it's moved at all. Uh, it's eight and a half now, and forty-seven and a half total. Uh, okay. Maybe that's Abraham Lucas giving him half a point back. Yeah. So injury-wise, Abraham Lucas, for all intents and purposes, appears to be back. Um, they haven't officially activated him yet, but I mean, they've said he's back and he's off the injury report. Grandma but, said he's uh, back, so. <laughs> And that uh, Phil Haynes is out, unfortunately, on the line. So gain one, lose one. And uh, Kenneth Walker's out. And then for Dallas, uh, Jaron Curse looks like he should be back. Yeah, I was kind of surprised at how healthy Dallas is. With the exception of 
losing Van Der Esch and Diggs, which obviously hurts. Yeah. Um, they're they're pretty fucking healthy. Yeah, it helps that guys have stepped up. Like Deron Bland has been insane this year. He has been. It's the, really impressive. Yeah, been anything but Bland. Right. <laughs> but Bland. <laughs> but Bland. Got that Bland booty. <laughs> <laughs> That's like white, 50-year-old white dad in jeans, that, that bland butt. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know who um, this middle linebacker is, though. Did they lose someone else? Did they? Was it? Is it overshown? No, he's for, been gone for a for while. For Dallas? Yeah, I don't know Marquise Bell. Um, I'm going to be honest, I don't either. I think, he's, I think they've been switching guys around. I can I can take a dig or take, like dig a little bit into the. Uh, that's shares. yeah. They've definitely moved guys around because if you click on him, he is listed as a safety, and he is. I mean, middle linebacker. So that's, that's what the Raiders do, you know, just take a safety who sucks at coverage and just put him down in the box. Um, <laughs> so Rashad Evans has been playing some. Um, yeah, Marquise Bell. He's he's played more. So four of the last five weeks, he's played a good amount. Um, yeah, it's been a bit of a mix around. Um, They've got the people that they can just move stuff. Yeah, because like on their depth chart, like Clark's the only quote-unquote linebacker who's been playing a ton. <laughs> like because like Rashawn Evans is only playing a smidge, so I think it's been kind of a new move. Like they're just trying to figure out how to best fill the spot. Right, and even so. Micah Parsons is more of a <laughs> more of an edge rusher than a. Like a, yeah, most of their like outside linebackers are just pass rushers, so it's in a little bit weird filling that spot. But thankfully, like so much of their defense is super talented that it's not really been a big deal. Yeah. So, um, speaking of pass rush, yeah, poor Gino. I don't want to shit on him too much because you know his line isn't hasn't been helping him out a whole lot. He's had a pretty rough go of it the past couple weeks. Um, this is not a very good spot for him to be in. Yeah, th- I mean, yeah, losing Phil Haynes is a bummer. If he still, like, had him and got Lucas back, they'd be like, okay, their line's at pretty decent strength. But I don't know who, what they're going to do guard-wise, like, who they're going to kick in. Um, I think they've missed a guard at some point, so I can probably try to figure out who they've slotted in if it's one of their backups. I want to say it's um McClendon, but oh. I'll, I'll, I'll try to confirm that. But... Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I'm not very big on much of Seattle in this yeah. game. Um, like, obviously, with Charbonnet, the the PPR should be there again. He got, like, four last week. I think he'll get more this week, um, mm-hmm. catch-wise. My favorite, actually, is JSN here. I'm expecting yeah. a, like, Curtis Samuel-esque type week for him here, like we got last week from Curtis Samuel, just because... The the one kind of weaker spot of Dallas's defense is right there in the middle in the slot you mentioned, kind of the linebacker absence, them having to move safeties on the linebacker, all that, and then just that their slot. Um, what's his name? Uh, Jordan Lewis. He's their corner who is not like an all star. <laughs> um, oh yeah. He's, he's been he's been kind of meh below average, so that's like for sure the easiest way to attack. Um, attack Dallas. So I I like JSN here. I. Especially like in full PPR, like I, I bet him like to get six plus catches at like plus three ten. I'm like that seems like a fairly likely outcome here. Um, I get especially with the pressure too. Like he's gonna be open short. Dallas super man heavy, so that helps Jason. He's been better against man, so I, I, I like him just based on the matchup here, especially in a in a showdown style. Yeah, it's curious. I, I think I like Charbonnet. I don't know if I love him. 
but I I do like his PPR upside, and I I've got a feeling that Pete's gonna try to run the ball because a that's gonna take pressure off Geno. Mm. If you can just get the run game going a little bit, that really does help him a lot. Um, and that has been a bit of an Achilles heel for Dallas is if teams can run on them. Um, that's a really good way to come out on top in those games. So I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen for Seattle. Um, but I do think that Charbonnet is going to have a good amount of volume. Yeah, they really need Kiwi this game, honestly. Kenneth Walker, by the way, for those who haven't heard our Kiwi game. Yeah, they they really need him here just because they're, like, I feel like they're going to have a lot of times where they get stopped, like, behind the line or at the line. And Walker is the type of guy who, like, will break that and then get past and be like, oh, there's no one here and house it. Charbonnet is is more, more of the grinder. And so, like, there might be the aspect of, like, okay, like, He'll definitely help negate some of those negative losses, but I'm not like he's not going to break one the same way Walker will. And I, I have com- I have just some general concern about their offense just moving enough. So like, right? If they're able to establish it and like keep him going and get him like four or five yards carry throughout the game, like that's their that's their ticket. Absolutely. So he, he's very. I feel like he's very boom bust in that sense of like. Oh, I also get his PPR. So like, I feel like there's a, like he either gets like seven or eight points or he'll get you like 18 20 i don't i don't think him getting like 13 is likely yeah i feel I like think, it, like his outcome is like a weird curve yeah yeah flat, i think I guess. you either have to if you're going in thinking seattle might get an upset then you need to like you need charbonnet captain yeah it's yeah, basically my sure. thought process but if you're like the other 95 percent of us who think that that's not going to happen. And this is more of a Dallas rampage than you might just not even want to use him. (laughs) It's funny. Yeah. I've, uh, (laughs) I've I've explored a lot of different options on the showdown lineup and I've pretty much come to the, you know, Dallas onslaught, like either five, one or four, two and uh, several varieties. It's just tough because when they start winning, they just start snowballing like no team I've ever seen. And so with that, um, on Dallas, I like Pollard a lot here. Yeah. He fits the mold of not quite CMC, but running back to are dangerous in space. And that's kind of been what beats Seattle because you, you talked about a lot how their defense is like attempting to keep things in front of them. Right. But when you have good yak guys or guys who are good in space like Pollard, like CD, that <laughs> makes it a little tougher when they are able Shit, to get the ball. <laughs> yeah. Like. <laughs> Exactly. So it's uh yeah, little I think Dallas matches up Super Bowl against us. I like Pollard here just because, you know, they're gonna lead, they're gonna get touchdowns, presumably, so that'll benefit Pollard. And then C D for I think he'll just get some serious yak going. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think a fun other play is I it's been several weeks now, but I think you can keep using Brandon Cooks. I okay, I'm not as huge on him here. But I don't think he's gonna suck. Like I think he's firmly like a part of the Dallas offense now. Yeah, like I think they've integrated him. Like he's definitely they're using him the way that I'm glad that they are. Yeah, they've been getting him in the, in the slot a lot more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was really worried they were bringing him in to be the deep guy, and that would have been a total disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and they haven't. They've used him the correct way, which is. Oh, God, it just feels good, actually, 
like to see. I hate when teams use their players wrong. Um, but yeah, just the short stuff, uh, letting him collect yardage after the catch. That's just what they need to do with them. Short slant stuff, slots, and that that does kind of work against Seattle. Yeah, that's true. I guess yeah, like the the middle of the field stuff. That's fair. Um, and it's tough because CD can also do that, and Ferguson can also do that. So you have three guys that all can basically do that pretty well. You know, yeah. That basically means the only guy I don't want any part of is Gallup. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of fallen by the wayside here in a bit. And yeah. it's like and just in the offense in general, like it's gotten more concentrated to. Like obviously, like when they smash, smash other guys like Turpin will get involved, but it's been right. a lot of. I mean, CD's been just destroying, and then Pollard and Ferguson and Cooks. Like Cooks been getting way more involved for sure. Yeah. So, like, I think like like especially like in dynasty leagues and stuff. Like I think Cooks is kind of just getting into like weekly starter territory at this point. Like with how the offense is humming so much. I would agree. I mean, they've been dude. Dak's been fucking cooking. Dude, he's been so good. He has been in really good down these past few, I don't know, past month, maybe more. Yeah. So, since week six, here's Brandon Cook's uh, half PPR fantasy output. Uh, 13, 12.7, 1.2. That was the against Philly there, uh, which is oh. kind of weird. Uh, 27.8, uh, 5.7 against Carolina, and then 15.2 last week. So... Two two absolute stinkers, one amazing game, and three solid games. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he's he's definitely a, a very usable player throughout the year now. At this point, um, I do I do like Ferg a lot. I'd say, like he's I don't know about like my absolute favorite, but I guess like compared to baseline of position, like I'd like Ferguson a good amount amongst the tight ends this week. Um, one like you know Dallas when a team gets a lot of points, it like benefits the tight end. Tight ends like correlate pretty well with team total, and then. Just the matchup in general. Matchup. <laughs> yeah. Middle like matchup field. In, yeah. Uh-huh. The middle of the field. And, and then Seattle has kind of transformed back into what they were last year. They're a bit of a tight end funnel. Not super crazy, but teams that like use their tight end at all. Like Baltimore, like both tight ends got work. Washington, Cleveland, Arizona, like they all had tight end success. Um, Kittle didn't last week. We kind of talked about his, you know, floor and upside. They just didn't need him. <laughs> right. But, I mean... Yeah, I, I like I like those three Cowboys game. I mean, and even Cooks too. So, kind of just smash your Cowboys in this week. Yeah, yeah. Kittle seems to come out more when the game is a little more competitive, like this week. Like this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he's in a smash spot this week, isn't he? Dude, that game. That's like the only good game of the mains like this week. We'll get I to know. that next episode. <laughs> but man, this week is gonna be some fuckery. Oh, oh, I know. I'm, ex- I'm kind of excited because these are the games when you have these cross conference games, you know, like yeah. the Browns and the Rams. And you're just like, have these two teams ever played each other? That the seems like a once every four years thing. Yeah, like it, it has to be. Yes, but you can't remember it. <laughs> yeah, that game's going to be so fucking weird. Um, but anyway, so is there anyone else in from this game you've got your eye on, whether it's... um. So whether it's someone we've touched on, we'll talk about whether like it's a unit, a kicker, someone deeper on the on the team you're thinking about. Um, I do think Dallas defense like is worth taking a shot on just because like if they're just sacking Gino all game and Gino is pumpkin Gino and then Drew Locke comes in like I would if you're you do multiple lineups with sort of variations 
on the same thing. And this one is a little bit easier because when you're doing one where you don't think you have a good idea of who's going to win, you have to do a lot of range of outcomes. But on Mm -hmm. this one, you're like, okay, does Dallas win in snowball and their defense gets 20 points or do they win? And they also have some of their own fuckery and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So maybe I, I won't do it. I would, I definitely think Dallas defense is in play. Um, oh, for sure. I think th- a question I did want to ask is, are you doing Captain Dak? Um, on FanDuel, I might, like, just because of how the scoring is. So, like, my lineup is going to be either CD or Dak Captain, like, or MVP, as they call it. Right. And then JSN, um, Fergie, and Dallas Kicker. And then whichever of CD and Dak's not MVP, I'll put in the flex. Okay. On DraftKings, it didn't really come out for me that way. Um, just it's based harder on, prices. on DraftKings, yeah, because they the multiplier also affects the price. Yeah, that and like with the way the scoring is too, like where you get the PPR and the yardage bonus, like it's it's easier for a positional player to kind of pass a quarterback versus on FanDuel, it's easier for a quarterback to win on overall points. Um, so like, okay, I've got a pretty tight player pool on. FanDuel. So I did one or on on DraftKings, I mean. So I got a, a Fergie captain with Lamb Pollard Dak and then JSN and Fant. Okay. I've got a Lamb captain with Dak, Fergie, JSN, and then Cowboys defense and kicker. And then I've got um, okay. a Pollard captain with Dak, Lamb, Fergie, JSN, and then Disley. Interesting. So it's a pretty tight pool. Um, yeah. And so I did mention Fant and Disley. I want to kind of bring them up. Um, if it was just one, I would feel a little better about it. Because, like, in in theory, like, the tight end matchup against Dallas is, like, a an easier spot to attack. The problem is Fant has been kind of garbage against man. And then uh, <laughs> it's a split. So, like, in theory, it's good on the sense of, like, the middle of the field, like, quick hits, um, just, you know, path of less resistance at times, but where it's split and they either stuck out, I'm not huge on it. It's just they ended up fitting and I was okay with them that they made their way into some lineups. Um, but this kind of reason I want to talk about DK a little bit. Okay. Because I know, so what you, you were kind of sharing an overall DK frustration with me. Yes. I was, I mean, th- okay, this is, you know, a fantasy league thing, and you probably don't want to hear about my fantasy team <laughs> out there, but just for context, this is the first year I've ever gotten to have DK Metcalf in a fantasy league, and I have him in a full PPR. So, like, the fact that I have Stefan Diggs and DK Metcalf, I'm, like, I should be destroying this fucking league. And the past few weeks... DK has been just really underperforming and it's not his fault. It's Gino's Gino's been playing like shit. And I like, no one really wants to say it because he he had a really good 2022 and I'm not going to take that away from him. He really did. But the magic has um, died. It, he, I've, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I want to say DK is sitting at like 21 of 48 for the past five games, like 21 receptions on almost 50 targets. Like that might be worse than Larry Fitzgerald's entire career. (laughs) 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 And it's not DK's fault. 
DK is very good. It's Gino. So, <laughs> so the last last six weeks, Cincinnati, nine targets, four catches. I'll just go targets, catches. Against Cleveland, 14 and five. That one was insane. That's awesome. Baltimore, four and one. Uh, Washington, 12 and seven. That was a good one um, for 98 yards. Rams, nine, nine for five, 94 and touchdown. And then last week, just nine for three. Like, it's just been so inefficient. Yeah. It's it's under 50%. Yeah, it's, it's like brutal. if he targets DK, there's it's less than a coin flip chance that he's going to make a catch. Yeah, it's and... a pretty shitty casino game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like one of the digital ones that are that are rigged. Right. But you still you literally play. cannot win. <laughs> yeah, so uh... it's it's been brutal and I like I don't it's tough cuz DK has been like our flow chart is a zoner love... man. I would love DK this week if I thought Gino could get the ball to him consistently. Yeah. Like, I do think it's worth doing, like, if you're doing, like, multiple lineups, doing one DK captain in the chance of, like, okay, the yeah. Seattle line does hold up and DK smashes because... Just for one yeah. play. <laughs> yeah, like, if, if they could hold up for, like, a few plays in the game, <laughs> then, yeah, like, DK crushes, man. Like, if anything, like... There's a chance my JSN take shifts to DK where it's just like them hitting DK on four yard slants. But Right. I've seen them do it. I have seen them like I think it was against Washington where they had DK start doing underneath stuff and just slants, which is he's also good at that. He doesn't only have to hit deep stuff. Um <laughs> So like there is a chance that I take that shot on DK. He's got the thing that works in his favor is a he's already amazing at man coverage mm-hmm. um just because he is so fucking big <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing is like Deron bland who i'm assuming will be probably with dk if i had to guess i don't think you want to put stefan gilmore on him because gilmore's got good game sense um but he's at least 0.5 seconds slower in the 40 time than him um, but either way, DK can body both of them. He's got like four inches on both of them and knows how to use his body to make contested catches. So like, I do think it's worth having a DK lineup. I wouldn't put him yeah. in every one. I'm not confident that he's like the guy you need to have, but I do think that he is worth doing one. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much where I'm at with him. Just because like... There's a there is that small chance that he just pops off just because of how man heavy it is. Because like if if Deron Bland bites and DK wins the route and Gino actually gets it to him, right? A lot of ifs, but <laughs> the 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 possibility of like a huge upside is there. If Micah Parsons slips, <laughs> and that's Gino's the thing. Like I'm glad is DK. <laughs> yeah, like be, because they have both their tackles healthy for this game. Like I feel better in that sense. Right. So. That is true, and that is something that did cross my mind, um, was just that a lot of Dallas's pressure does come from the outside, um, which is where Seattle's line is the strongest. But I have a feeling they're going to move Micah Parsons inside a little bit during this game. I'm sure they'll try some shit. Yeah. Because we saw the Lions do it with Hutch. We've seen Mm -hmm. it a couple... I want to say... I mean, Adiggy Zua like is also really good too. So. He, he is good too. There was another team where they moved 
like the tackle was really good and they just moved their pass rusher and I you know what it was Miles Garrett they just put Miles Garrett inside and said all right uh, <laughs> yeah, your tackle's really good great how's your guard <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Narrator, he was not. He was not. So, yeah, like I, yeah, it's it's tough missing a guard. Like, cause I mean, how's I mean, a diggy zoo has been really good this year. He I love has. his name. Yeah. Oh, a diggy zoo. Uh, uh. <laughs> so, and they've also got a mozzie. They also have a mozzie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, I, I think that's been a huge part of what's made their defense a lot. Yeah, man. Like more I mean, consistent last year they this didn't year. have Mozzie. No one believed in them. Now <laughs> they've got the Mozzie, and everyone's like, "Hey, whoa, this defense, yeah. man." Yeah, like yeah, a, a, a Zua developing into like an awesome interior lineman, and them also having two amazing edge rushers has helped a lot. <laughs> that that helps. <laughs> uh-huh. So, um, and then I also want to throw in Rico Dowdle, just on the sense of if Dallas <laughs> does steamroll, he'll get work. Yeah, that's always fun. He's Dallas uh, is one he's, of the few teams you can do that with this year where you're like, they're not going to play the all four quarters. Cause they're going to be winning by 30. Yeah. He's he's price wise. He's 4.2. It's a little tough for me to get there. Cause like their kicker is four, eight. And if I have the four, eight, I'm going to play their kicker over Dowdle. So it's a thing where I'd either play both or if I like legit only have the four, two, and that hasn't been an occurrence yet in my lineup building. And this one yeah, I I mean I like their the kicker a lot too. If I do a def- a Dallas defense like slate, it'll definitely have Aubrey. Yeah, that's yeah. Like if you got the defense, that's where I think it makes more sense to get to Rico, just because there's definitely like a strong correlation there of like that they're rolling, the defense is rolling, and then Rico comes in sooner. Hell yeah! But. And like that's just it, as as sort of like a general thing. That's sort of my way of doing these DFS lineups is I like to kind of, I don't know, identify the different game scripts that you think will happen. Yeah. And if you know your shit, you're usually on point. You There's usually like three or so different game scripts. There's not too many. And then you make your lineups based on that. And you sort of have like your main, I would say like three guys that you're probably going to use in all of them and then a couple fringe guys, and then you just kind of make the changes based on how you think that script is going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the showdown strategy that's been great for me is pick a game script and then build your lineup to that. Yeah. And like obviously like identifying the matchups too, because in showdown where stuff is so uh, finicky and your standings can change a thousand spots on one play, like it's, yeah. It's okay. It's okay to be bold and like really stand on like a take you have. So also, last thing for whatever reason, the tickets to this game are only nineteen dollars. This is in Dallas. Is it like the fifth level? Like I don't know how big the stadium is, but yeah, I'm like, what? What's going on here? This has got to be the fifth level, right? Yeah. Okay, you're in the nosebleeds. What section is this? Is it a 400 section or a 500 section? How high, how high up do the seats go? 400. Okay. I figured it was 400s, but I'm like, that stadium's pretty big. I'm going to like exaggerate for dramatic effect here and say five, and then if it's right, laugh a lot. Oh, and there's a standing room. Oh, is it, st- so is it standing room tickets for? Yeah. <laughs> $19. That's funny. I mean, it's still kind of worth, though. 
that's pretty i mean that's as expensive is, like, as a beer at some stadiums oh that's the thing i was gonna be like <laughs> if if it was like if i could pay like 25 and do standing room and get like one free beer that'd be so right. worth absolutely Someone get us on their marketing team. $25, standing room, and a free ice cold Bud Light or whatever you sell. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they what they sell at, uh, at the Cowboy Stadium. Pro- probably Bud Light, just for the for the blue. Make get more blue there. Right. Mm-hmm. But anything else with this game before we dip out? No. Yeah, I think uh, we got a good idea on this one. Yeah, we got it covered pretty well, but... um. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, hopefully, you saw you saw the Sunday morning uh, update article to get get you some some tidbits in. Um, you can find us online in that article at mozzythemuscle.com. You can find us on Instagram at mozzythemuscle and on Twitter at mozzyandmuscle. And we'll be back in a few days to go over the rest of our week thirteen slate. Ooh wee, ooh wee.